Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Hi, I'm Hannah Norris. I'm your host and I'm here with my delightful co-host who's also my husband and retired comedian. Retired comedian, <laughs> Carl Donnelly. Yeah. Now man of leisure. Yeah. And we're saying retired because we are deep in the coronavirus times. Oh, I mean, since, la- since last episode, mm-hmm. we um, basically, th- we thought we were very laissez-faire about everything. We thought, oh, it'll be fine. Since then, everything has literally shut down. Yeah. I feel like this is now some sort of like post-apocalypse recording. Yeah. But thankfully, this um, we're here at episode 21 <laughs> and I'm on week 26 of my pregnancy, which... If you've been listening, you know this is a podcast about pregnancy um, because that's what's happening to us right now. And we are very lucky to have a guest today because who knows what kind of self-isolation yeah. we're going to be in for the next <laughs> yeah. Let's do it while weeks. we can. Yeah, it <laughs> might be the last ever guest. Exactly. Exactly. Come on in. <laughs> we're here in Melbourne um, with a lovely lady who's very funny. She's a performer, comedy, actor all sorts of things yeah. um, and her name is Laura Dunneman. Hello guys. Hi. Hey. How's it going? Welcome to my apartment. Yes. Yes, thank I've you. put the fan on. Yeah, yeah the fan so is in the background. well ventilated. Thinking we're sitting in a, just a very constant windy place mm. but it is a lovely little fan because it's a warm day. 31 degrees mm-hmm. today. Yeah. And we've each treated ourselves to some hand sanitizer, yeah. haven't we? Because yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're worth it. Yeah. I even <laughs> tapped some on my face like aftershave earlier on just to be safe. <laughs> And well, it's sitting... got the same burn as aftershave, doesn't it? Yeah, did you know what? It didn't burn as much as I thought it might. So... Especially as you shaved yesterday. I did. So... I shaved my moustache off yesterday. Oh, did you? In a sort of, well, if this is the end of the world. <laughs> I, I, I like having a moustache for comedy because I, it's quite a funny thing to... But you're retired now. Yeah, but so... now since I've given up comedy. <laughs> and which I'm... I... He came in last night and was like, I've... look, look, and the moustache was gone. And then on Twitter, like, it seems to be a thing that comedians are doing things to their facial hair right now. Well, I think because we always, I think comedians tend to just have quite a standard look that they feel comfortable on stage with. Absolutely. I think as it's become clear that we're not going to be gigging for, you know, not in a normal sense for probably a couple of months in clubs and things. And I think we've all just gone, oh, let's just... So comedians are start, going to start to look even weirder. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> experimenting with their faces. Yucky, yucky, yeah. yucky. Yeah. <laughs> some interesting trends yeah <laughs> thankfully in self-isolation but you have to see it but not necessarily interact with them yes um and laura is sitting here right now next to an empty moses basket yeah that beautiful. was hers when she was a baby when it's very on trend now to have it a is. wicker moses basket i've seen i've been looking it? we've oh, been looking i've got yeah. a few in my watch file on ebay have you oh i do well my mum has always said 
you know, I'm not waiting for grandchildren. You know, she was very diplomatic about it and never put pressure on us. But then when I told her I was pregnant, all of this stuff came out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah. That she's been saving things. She took you to the secret lockup. Yes, yeah, she did actually <laughs> take me to, out to the shed. Just, just pulled back a rug she'd and just actually, unlocked it. She'd knitted an entire blanket oh, um, nice. and kept it secret. She'd bought all this, these things for her grandchildren that she always said, oh, I'm fine if I don't have. And and one of them was that she'd kept my bassinet from when I was little. It is so lovely. Yeah. They've done it up. They've oiled it. Oh, lovely. And, um, and yeah, now I have my baby in it. But he's and not in yeah, it right now. Empty right now because little Daniel's in the other room with yes. big, big, Dan- Daniel. big Daniel. Big Daniel, yeah. How old is little Daniel now? Little Daniel. Daniel Shane. Daniel sorry. Shane. <laughs> His middle name is Shane, so we've been calling him Daniel Shane as if it's a bogan abbreviated yes. name. <laughs> and now it's kind DS? of just... DS? Has anyone called him D- DS? No, we've been calling him D-Shizzle sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That makes more sense. <laughs> um, but mainly he's just getting little Daniel Shane, mm-hmm. and it's so ridiculous that it is fast Coming his actual yes. name. Yes. <laughs> um, so little Daniel Shane <laughs> is six weeks old as of yesterday morning. Yes. Yeah, so well, he's having his six week shots on Friday. So we what, have to go oh, to that the GP. The, yeah. Um, and then he's going to cry and it's traumatic. Yeah, apparently. One, apparently. Yeah. 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 But I just, particularly right now with everything that's going on, I just want to get it done. That's yeah. It, get it immunised and out of that GP office. Yeah. 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 For a little while. So. Yeah. We went yeah. to a GP's earlier on. There was a, fair, there was a few masks knocking around. Yeah. I had to wear mine, one for my, because I've, as we can hear, I have a cold and I'm still, I've been checking all the symptoms. I have no fever. I have no, no persistent cough. Yeah, so yeah. It's just a sniffle you got well, from the plane. That's the whole thing. Some people can get a cold. Yeah. Like, we're get, still going to get colds. But that thing, because I, you know, I had a flu shot last week or the week before. Yeah. Just a couple of days before I flew. Mm. Then just flying, being on a plane, then coming to a different climate. I just yeah. got sick. And it actually was a bit, I woke up this morning and was a bit sad about it all because I've been so healthy mm. for my whole pregnancy mm. yeah. until this point mm. that being kind of a bit sick, I'm like... It's mm. getting you down. Yeah, it's just yeah. a bit annoying and shit. Not the global pandemic getting no, you down? No, it's all about <laughs> me. <laughs> no, it's just I've got well, a sniffle. It's got the sniffle. But it means we're here and like... It's, it's nice to see little Daniel Shane, but we're not doing any touch, no baby no, touching. No baby touching. And we're in the process at the moment of just sort of figuring out how serious this whole thing is in terms of like who do we let touch him for the next little while. Yeah. Because it's not so much that he will get sick, although we don't really know much about babies and this weird virus, but more so like, can he be a carrier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the moment we're limiting it to just me and Big Dan, Mm -hmm. who is my husband and baby daddy. He's quite tall. Has he ever ever been called called Big Dan before in his life or is just this since being a dad? No, he's just Big Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Or daddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is so weird to... Call yes. someone daddy, but yeah. you're going to be a daddy. I father, am. Father. A, yeah, father. I've decided I want to be a posh English father. Well, my my dad, um, who's also called Shane, mm-hmm. that's where we got the middle name from. Big Shane. Yeah, Big Shane. <laughs> Big Daddy Shane. <laughs> We've been 
negotiating what his grandpa name would be because my yes. mum decided she was going to be Granny, yeah. which sounds really which old. Which he's probably decided for quite a few years. Yeah, yeah in exactly. the shed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the shed. Should carve it. Should carve it into the block up wall. Yeah. <laughs> Granny's shed. <laughs> Granny's shed. Uh, she wants to be Granny. She says that I know it sounds old, like I'm an old woman, but. I'm only ever going to be a granny to yes. that person, so I should just soak it up. But yeah. my dad has been adamant that he just wants to be Shane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been quite funny because it sounds, when we say, oh, we're going to Granny and Shane's house, <laughs> it sounds like daddy's her toy boy. Yeah, yeah it does. Like sounds her like later grandpa's in, not around. Your grandpa's not around anymore. Yeah. Shane's here now. This is her later in life boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, he's 35. <laughs> Shane's here now, but he can still cuddle you. <laughs> so we... Um, we basically put it on him that he has to come up with a name. Yeah. And then he Have you refused. got any thoughts what you'd like? Well, I started calling him Grandpappy Shane because yeah. I thought if I call him something... Grandmaster really... Shane? Grandmaster Shane. Oh, that's a good one. Man. That's good. But if I, I thought if I, if I use a really ridiculous name, it'll push him to actually just settle yeah. on something. Yes. And so last week... Dan was away for the whole week, so I went out to mum and dad's to stay. So mm-hmm. we had this extended, long, whole week with little baby Daniel Shane and my parents and so I was like it'll get sorted then Mm. and he has settled on a name um, which is horrific (laughs) 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 he would like to be called Granddaddy Cool Wow. <laughs> with the prospect of one day just being referred to as cool. Is that with a K oh, or a I thought, I thought if you're going to drop C. one of those words, you'd drop the, a, gr- the, a, the cool and <laughs> go with granddaddy. Want, and now he is referring to himself as cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's in Parenthood, isn't it? The film Parenthood. Yeah. The, um, the guy who plays Mozart in the, the film Amadeus, oh, yeah. the bad brother, he's got a son called Cool. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. I think it came more so from there's a <laughs> famous Australian band from my parents' era called Daddy Cool mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. that he loves. Granddaddy so Cool. Granddaddy Cool. Um, <clears throat> but I've, a lot of people in the family are refusing to call him that. But yeah. I, it might stick, it might not, I'm not sure. So I'm, I've just been calling him Granddaddy, yes. which I think is nice. cute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Granny and Granddaddies. Granddaddies. Not Granny and Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've um, told, I have ideas for what my parents' grandparent names will be. Yeah. And so my mum is Lala because that's, that's what her name's Angela and when she was young she couldn't say her own name and she called herself Lala that's really cute that's nice. so she's Lala but my dad I've said Eeyore and what's his name Michael Michael it's kind of like Eeyore the Winnie the Pooh character oh yeah he's definitely. always had an affiliation yeah. with that character yeah. and, and it's easy to say you need stuff like yeah because exactly. like dad says it's called Shane no two-year-old is going to be able to say Shane. Like, it's not no. an easy name for... Thane. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be Thane or something. But then something funny might come of it that yeah. becomes a name, Yeah, true. I suppose. Yeah. But they can obviously say the four syllables of Granddaddy Cool. Granddaddy Cool. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> it's going to be his first word, obviously. Granddaddy Cool is so bad. <laughs> it's really good. Um, before we came to visit you today, I was remembering that the last time we saw you was in London... We had lunch and we told you that we were going to do IVF. We yeah. just started just, doing IVF. You were taking, you were having needles. I was doing needles, wasn't yeah, I? Yeah, you were having needles. Oh, and that was we just had lunch post and Edinburgh. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I recall yeah. now. And I was really excited. Yeah, and you were pregnant. You were. I was like, I think I was maybe like 18 weeks yeah. pregnant by that point. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was just, re- I've been getting really excited for anyone else that's yeah, gotten yeah, yeah. pregnant. And it was like, you know, that thing of going, is it going to happen? We don't know. Yeah. And that yeah. chance of it happening first time. Yeah. And also like, I know a few people that are going through IVF and it just, it was really so nice when I heard that you'd gotten pregnant so quickly because there's so many people, not so many, but I know several people that have just been doing it for years and have had just a shit house time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I, until I started talk, telling friends about it, like, you know, and we started telling friends, mm. we didn't realise how many friends we've got that have done it and it hasn't, it hasn't worked. worked. And I was like, it was so nice to hear that it worked for you because I was like, oh, yeah. it can work because I was starting to think that, like, it just never worked. Well, I suppose, I think, if anything, yeah. the fact that I, we hadn't told people and we hadn't had all these stories of people saying oh we tried it and it didn't work i went into it very naive and mm. just i had very optimistic hopes i was like oh, yeah of course it'll work it's this ivf is the, this is, this is what fix. you do yeah, yeah. Quick... and genuinely it, well, you know obviously looking back now how lucky we are it did work yeah. the first time that yeah i think had i known all those stories of people that it hadn't worked for i would have been going into it with a very different, different mindset. mindset yeah no, yeah. I, I ran into a friend in Adelaide the other day um, and she and her wife are expecting a baby and she's, I think they're 23 weeks. Yeah. And that you said you were going to say... <laughs> Did you do IVF? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped myself saying it. I was like, well, of course... No, yeah, well, exactly. I gather in... you, might, you might have. Well, well, got... a, yeah, there's been some sort of intervention. <laughs> yeah. I got asked some really interesting questions when I got pregnant because I got pregnant and then... When I was six months pregnant, we got married. Yeah, that's but we've what I, been I together. To talk to you about we've that. been together for like seven years, mm-hmm. but it just coincided. And we um, planned to get pregnant at that time. And it, I, I thought we it would take a couple of years to get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so that's why I was like, let's just start now because it's going to take ages anyway. And then it happened first cycle through. Yeah. Um, and we also planned to get married as well. But everybody thought that it was a whoops baby yeah, because yeah. we got we had this wedding that the invitations had been sent <laughs> yeah. out for and then we announced that we were pregnant. So everyone was thought it was a mistake. And a lot of people like were trying to kind of ask if it was planned or not. That yeah. I was actually really I was actually really like defensive about it and or maybe more offensive about it because I wanted to tell people, Oh no, this was a planned pregnancy. Like yeah. almost as if having an unplanned pregnancy is is so terrible yeah um but i felt weird about it but there was a woman at my work sorry to interrupt there was a woman at my work who she's in a same-sex relationship as well and she got pregnant at the same time and she was like well i don't have that problem like everyone knows this is very intentional and planned yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) this hasn't just happened yeah yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) but it's like it's such an archaic way to look at it as well like there is still that mindset in people about about marriage and having children. Yeah, and the order yeah, that you yeah, do yeah. it in and everything. Because if you are, yeah, because it's also that thing of, oh, we've got pregnant, so we'd better have, we'd better get married. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That was, was what I was worried people thought, like, yeah. that it was a shotgun wedding. Yeah. And there was a lot of, like, jokes about it, like, ha, ha, ha. But it's like, no, we were getting married before I got pregnant, but also the pregnancy was planned. But we planned it in a way where it was like, We'll try for a couple of months because then it would line up with the timing. Because you don't want to be too early in your pregnancy when you get married. No. You don't want to be popping right, yeah. either. So I was like a real sweet spot of yeah, six months. Yeah. I had a little bump. Yeah. It was cute. But yeah. I didn't feel 
horrific anymore. No, that seems, I was going to ask, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because it looked like seeing photos and it looked really, you looked really great and yeah. it looks really cool to yeah. be. And that, if it was like two months earlier or two months later, it would have been fucked. Yeah. Well, two months earlier, you might have just been a little bit. I was spewing every day. And also just a look, you sort of, just people be like, yeah, yeah. yeah, just a bit bloated, yeah. whereas it was a nice, proper little bump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um good. yeah and you were you were sick weren't yeah, you because you every day yeah yuck. yeah yeah lots of i've never long? been a vomiter at all no um i had a 20-year vomit streak in my life <laughs> yeah no never didn't vomit once in not 20 once. years not once because you didn't I've like never, it as that's well, a record like i've never heard anyone have that you avoided like you did things yeah, to not be i think sick. so like i've never been a vomiter mm. anyway until i had pregnancy but um i just yeah like if i felt like i was getting a little bit sick i'd just like double down and like not go yeah there. and i'm not a massive binge drinker either so i yeah. never vomited from drinking too much and yeah 20 20 years yeah yeah wow. and it's since and it, the pregnancy is what changed that i had a food poisoning uh, incident a couple of years ago that broke yeah. the spell and it was good because before that i had a phobia of vomiting because it had been uh, so long yeah and i didn't know how to vomit Whereas now I'm like, after this pregnancy, I'm such a pro. I thought you were after this so... podcast, I'm just going to hop off. Well, we've, um, we've got a friend of a phobia, chronic phobia of vomiting. Yeah, yeah. what's well, scary? Um, it's a scary even, event. She, um, uh, I, I was, I forgot to warn her once. She came to watch a show of mine in Edinburgh that had quite a sustained vomiting story. And oh. I'd literally started it and then realised she was in the crowd and had to stop the gig and say, just so you know, this is going to last about this long. Put your Didn't hands you? over your ears. I'll give you a nod when it's over. And it was, it was like that... a ten-minute story with like well, if a it's lot a phobia, of vomit. She would be triggered by it. Yeah, it she? makes her feel really sick, and yeah, she can't <gasps> handle it. Poor thing. Yeah. Well, I I learned how to vomit really well. So like by <laughs> the end, I it finished around probably what would it have been at around five and a half months. It Shit. stopped. So that's then I just about where of, I am. Then I had a, a couple of vomits in the final trimester. Right. Trimester. Yeah. A few little, you know. Cheeky little vomits. Cheeky vomits. <laughs> but before that, it was like once a day, if not several times a day. Wow. Oh, and man. like, but it was, I became so casual about it. It was just like, I'd be midway through a sentence. Yeah. Oh, hang on, just one second. I'd go off. And, but was, so what was, was it, con- it wasn't constant nausea then? It was just, it would it was, come on in no, waves. No, it was, I was nauseated through the entire day wow and i had um good medication from the doctor yeah i went she gave me medication and then it didn't work and then i went back to her and i cried just if you're ever in doubt (laughs) with doctors and pregnancy just cry because it just that's what i found with several instances worked to get what you need she was like Okay, I'm going to give you the hard stuff. Qantas today. Oh, yeah. yeah going to be on the phone. Just cry. Yeah. Just do it. Okay. The other one I have for you, have you had your gestational diabetes no, test yet? No, I have to next week. Okay, a little hint. Mm-hmm. The gestational diabetes test, you have to go in. Should I explain what you have yeah. to do? So you go in, they take your blood and they take quite a bit of blood to mm-hmm. start off with they took five vials of Oy blood yay. so you were sort of a bit depleted anyway mm. then they give you a sugary drink which is substantial and it's like 10 lemonades combined into one and you yeah. have to drink it quite quickly it's the most disgusting thing you ever tasted and then they make you sit in the waiting room at the doctor's for an hour while you process the sugar then you have to have another blood test then you have to wait for another hour then another blood test Bloody hell. and it's 
it's really horrible because your body and you have to fast for 10 to 12 mm-hmm. hours before that as well. Yeah. So you you already have nothing in you, then you have this weird sugar hit and your body reacts really strangely to it. And I was sitting in the doctor's waiting room and I just span out like I was really dizzy and stuff. So just tell them that you're going to faint because yeah. they don't want a pregnant lady passed out in the, yeah, in the doc- yeah. and they'll just give you a bed. Oh, so yeah. That, yeah, so I did that <laughs> within five minutes and they just gave me a room with a bed really? and I just laid down for two hours and it was really easy. Well, that would be my big tip. Even well, if you don't feel faint, just do it. We went to see a doctor <laughs> this morning because um, just to chat through the current state of affairs and she told me because of coronavirus, she didn't want me sitting in the waiting room for that time. Yeah. So just right. to, just to go go and come back in an hour well, and yeah, tell them that's what you Luckily, the doctors is like around the corner yeah, from Hannah's home. parents. So Brilliant. Like five oh, minute walk. We'll just go and lay down. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. a one massive benefit. Yeah. Of this pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you've got to see well, the What is that thing really of horrible. like we're sort of you know should probably explain that we are currently in talks about what happens if we are stranded here. Yeah. So that's so today Qantas have cancelled international flights um, starting late March, which is sort of next week, through to the end of May. Um, so if we sort of can't get on a flight in the next week or so, it likely means we're going to be having our baby in Australia because the end of May is, I think I'll be 37 weeks pregnant, which is too late to do a long haul flight. Yeah. Um, so we booked a doctor's appointment this morning just to kind of check in and go, hey, well, hey we yes. might have a baby. Yeah, yeah. We, we're having a baby and now yeah. it might be in this country. And so for me and Carl talking through it, because because we're basically in a system in London, mm. feels like a real change of course. To Absolutely, I'd be very yeah. upset. Be over well, here. we're still, you're you know, we're still. Really the well. plan is we're waiting. We're speaking to Qantas today. We're waiting for a callback because obviously the lines are jammed, and the callback. The idea is we see if they can cry. Get us, Cry, cry, tell them you're going to faint. You cry, Carl. I, I'll cry, I, I can cry. <laughs> and then um, hopefully they can get us on a flight in the next three or four days or five days, whatever, to get back to London so we can get back to business as usual with the baby. Mm. Yeah. But we also now have started the contingency plan. Yeah, yeah so we've been very smart about it. We've been referred it. to a hospital here and, you know, it's it's like like you said, Carl felt very reassured from that I appointment so. this morning. I mean, I'm like... It's fi- this. If I was going to have a baby somewhere else in the world, obviously it'd be it'd be Australia because yeah. I've got family here. Well, we're and... very lucky that we're both. You know, you've got dual citizenship. Yeah. So you, but we're not. We're not. There'll be a slight issue. Probably, I'd have to extend my visa to if they let me to like stay mm. for the everything. And yeah. Mm. But actually, we're very privileged that either country that we are in. We can have a baby yeah. come in a, in a good health system. Yeah, yeah. But I think we knew that as well coming out here because the point of being in Australia is we were here for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, which got cancelled because all gatherings over 500 people blah, 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 are cancelled. So there's no festival. Um, I don't know if we would have gone to a different country for this amount of time. No, I don't not. think you would have. No, no. Not at like, all. would you like? Like, I'm thinking about what the worst place would be. Like. You wouldn't want to be in the US. No, no right absolutely now. not. You know, no. and I don't think you would put yourself in that situation. No, actually. we wouldn't. No, no, no. the only reason we came here is we timed it. Like we were like, and you got family here. Family, yeah. it would give a nice little chance for Hannah to see the family. Then we'll get see back my six, friends. I'm yeah, preggers. get yeah. get back yeah. six weeks. Everything was due to finish, and we'd get back six weeks before the baby's due. 
So yeah. that six weeks would be spent getting the house ready. Chilling. Everything was sort of timed to perfection. And then the coronavirus happened. <laughs> so now we You guys are. were so irresponsible not to I think know. about the possibility of a global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but saying that, considering the, you know, the gravitas of everything and the fact that we have got a baby on the way, I think we're still pretty yeah, yeah, taking it fine. with a sort of, in a good yeah. manner of like, let's just keep seeing yeah. what happens as it. And also like... Um, I was saying to you just briefly before, like so many people have reached out to me and been like, oh, how are you coping with this? This must be really hard with a baby, but it's just been such a blessing to have a distraction and have something to focus on. You'll be the same, like... It'll just be, you'll be like, what pandemic? I'm having a baby. Yeah. It's that, <laughs> it's that weird thing, though. There's that one part in my head, because we're staying at my parents' house. Like, having a baby living with my parents feels weird. Yeah, I yeah. I could feel like a teenager. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're a teen mom. Yeah. <laughs> you feel totally like a teen mom. Oh, imagine if, imagine if, I, if I get booted out because of the visa. Yeah, that'd you're be the really worst. a teen mom. Yeah, yeah with some runaway dad. <laughs> Got her up the duff Is and it then worth skip, even having you on the birth certificate? Skip the yeah. country. Father, unknown. <laughs> Get out of here. And then it's also, my mum just said to me this morning, she's like, I've got a friend who's got a cot and she's got a changing mat. And, I, and my head went, oh, fucking hell, we have to do all that stuff here. Yeah, like, yeah. that's so but part you, of the you don't getting need, back to London. You won't need that much stuff. No. You don't need that much at the beginning mm. I don't think and you'll just you you will get donated stuff I yeah, think yeah, as yeah, well yeah, yeah. like the things you gave us we've got some yeah I gave nice you some clothes, little clothes yeah. <laughs> which is exciting to take back yeah. um now we've been in kind of we've been in touch over the last few months and mm. and since um you've become a mommy a mommy <laughs> one thing that we like um We've we've kind of been saving up birth story. Yeah. Like we haven't talked about your birth story yeah. yet. Because um, I had a real fucker. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Okay. See, I think I but even, I've been listening that. to your podcast and I've heard a few other people that have had fuckers as well. Yes. And I don't know if mine's worse, but I've got a couple of good tidbits. It'd be interesting okay. as well, just in terms of the Australian where yeah, the, where the Australian well, can, system. I can give you an insight into that yeah, as well. Yeah, we need to know it just in case. Yeah. So talk talk to me. Well, um, I went. It was a Monday morning and it was two days before my due date. I was due on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so we'd just been hanging around for ages. And do you know anything about mucus plugs? Yes, Bryony told Bryony. us heard yes. about mucus plugs. <laughs> Learned about that in 20, about, about 17 weeks ago, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah, which is just the most disgustingly named thing. It's like a snot that comes it's out. It's a massive snot that comes out. <laughs> But some people get a mucus plug that comes out and some people don't. Yeah. A couple of friends of mine have said that they were sad that they didn't have the mucus plug experience. Yeah. Um, but Dan had to go out in the morning for a couple of hours and was sort of on alert kind of thing. He was like, just text me if anything happens. Right? <laughs> so I just sent him the emoji of like a plug and just wrote yeah. plug because <laughs> it came out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I've got to get this sorted because I get that. And I was like racing around the house. I've got to get everything sorted. So is that what that normally is the precursor to? It just says stuff's happening. Yes. You know, things are moving. But I thought, I'm in labour. Like, I have to yeah. call the hospital straight away, you know. And little did I know it was going to be a while. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have any symptoms. But over the course of the day, I started to get, like, period-type pains. But yeah. they weren't in intervals. It was just, like just this weird vibe around my yeah yeah. and I had it was the first night that Australian Survivor was starting so I had a couple of friends over 
to watch the premiere of Australian Survivor, <laughs> Massive Survivor Fan. Yeah. Um, and then we went to bed and at about quarter past one, I woke up and it was more of a defined contraction. And so then I got up and there's a really good app as well that you should get where you can time your contractions. Oh, yeah. Where you just have to press a button when it starts ah, yeah. and then press a button when it Write stops. Write it down. Write it down. Because you know how they say, like, you should time your contractions? Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if it's the same in London, but mm-hmm. in Australia, they want you to labour as much as you can at home. Yeah, I And think they that's say the it's for your own comfort, but yeah. I really think they just don't want you there. Taking up a bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they give you this whole spin about, you know, you're going to be way more comfortable at home, yeah. but really... At home, yeah, you've got your couch and all your things, but you've got a lot of uncertainty and fear as yeah. well and not knowing. And so I called the hospital a couple of times saying, like, oh, my contractions are three, four minutes apart, and they're like, they need to be two to three minutes apart. And I was like, Ugh. and it took, just took ages. And so it actually took until 1 o'clock the next day yeah. until they were PM. really, yeah, yeah, until they were coming more fast and thick. And I was booked in at Monash Medical Centre, which is about... 10, 15 minutes away from here. And so we called them. We said, they're coming much faster now. And I was in agony. Like, I was just like... I was about to say, like, when you, so through that night, was it just constant? Was there any sleep or was there any... No, I didn't sleep. There was a point where Dan slept for the first few hours and then I got him up. And I then I um, had a bath. And while I was having a bath, he slept in the hallway. Just <laughs> slept on the ground yeah. in the hallway. Um, you just can't sleep through them. Yeah, They're yeah, too yeah. painful. Yes. And it just does get progressively more painful. And, you know, it's just really weird because for me it was a pain. Like you can't – you'd be in this boat now. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine what the pain is going to no. be. Like there's nothing – you just don't know. And yeah. also the pain's different for everybody as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, Dave, were you yawning at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl Isolation Podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Rule of Threes, your Brian and Rogers, your musicals, your bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, and it's just that weird thing, and this might not happen to you, but I thought when I was here and calling the hospital to say we're coming in, I thought that was the most pain I would be in like this these are very strong very fast coming contractions i'm in labor yeah anyway so we called um did you have any pain relief that we've been told about these like electrons tens Tens machine i had a tens machine that a friend lent me i didn't find it did that that much but i don't think i had a very good one Mm -hmm. either so you should look into it i think chemist warehouse sell them Mm -hmm. for specifically for labor yeah yeah um, a lot of warmth, like a lot of heat on my back and yeah. bath and that kind of thing was good and just sort of sat and breathed and I'd read a few books about breathing mm-hmm. and meditation and stuff like that and it, they definitely work for the earlier stages, mm-hmm. like visualisations and stuff like that and Dan did a few visualisations like, you know, stuff like walking me down the street, like these these are the things you're seeing as we walk down to the shops, just to get my yeah, mind yeah, off yeah, what yeah. you're physically feeling in your body. Did you do hypnobirthing? No, I didn't do hypnobirthing. I just got lazy towards the end of my pregnancy and people recommended it to me and then I just never got around to I it. I think I've started reading a book and it's, it's all that kind of stuff. As far as like, yeah. I've started reading the book, I'm not all the yeah, way yeah, through, yeah. but it's about breathing and visualisation. And it's like the and... basic principles of meditation. Yeah. Like, like to take your mind off a specific pain by distracting it with something else. Yeah. Like it's mm. not about the mind going still. It's about the mind Focusing being focused on, yeah, very breath. intently Focus on, on something. Yeah, exactly. That's and you can just, meditation is yeah. Really. So I was doing this thing where I would hold my, when I had a contraction, I was holding my hands out in front of me sort of, and this was just something I came up with myself. I think that's the best way to do it. Like mm. just do what works for you. Holding my hands out in front of me, like I was sort of um, holding a ball and then as I, as the contraction sort of peaked, I would breathe and my hands would go out like the ball was getting bigger yeah. and I would yeah. just visualise my cervix stretching opening, yeah. and opening and I found that really therapeutic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we called the hospital and they said, we're full, so you can't come here. They said, and, yeah. And was that you going into a labour ward there or a birth centre or how Yeah, so in Australia yeah. you can have private health cover through your insurance and but I like I have private health insurance but I didn't have pregnancy cover Mm -hmm. and if you have pregnancy cover there's a one-year waiting period as well so a lot of people like might get pregnancy cover but then get pregnant and you have to go public um so I was a public patient Mm -hmm. and I can't really fault the public system for maternity care in Australia like was fantastic I got really well looked after um, all my appointments and everything were really, really great. I just didn't have a obstetrician that was my doctor. But yeah. I had a fairly straightforward pregnancy, so I didn't really need yeah. it. But I did something called shared care where you have a GP that is your choice. So your yeah. 
maternal care GP. That's what she told us this morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you do half of your appointments with her or him. Yeah. And then half at the hospital with the midwives at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And that worked really well because towards the end of the pregnancy, I'd have like one week where I would go to the hospital for an appointment, one week with the GP and going and seeing her. And it's just a nice balance of... Um, I found that the GP was a little bit more focused on me and my yeah, health yeah, yeah. and a little bit more holistic in that way. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the hospital is a bit more just focusing on making sure that your baby is healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, because I was public, I got referred to a hospital. So you've mm-hmm. been, if you yeah. have your baby here, you get referred to a hospital. So I was referred to Monash Medical Centre. And so we had our baby classes there and got shown the birth suite and the ward and everything. So it's not really, I don't think they have birth centres here in Australia. Yeah, what's the birth suite? So birth suite is a part of the hospital where you give birth. Mm -hmm. And then it's basically next to the maternity ward. Mm -hmm. So you go and you have your baby in a nice room on your own. Mm -hmm. um, And then... Afterwards, you get wheeled around to the so, ward. So, yeah, that would be sort of... Is it a nice, normal hospital room or does it have a bath and a um, double the, bed and uh, things? Not a double bed. Mm. So, with the public system, you have a birth suite mm. that you have the baby in, that you labour in, and it's a nice room. You're not with anybody else. It's nice and dark. You yeah. can bring things from home and that kind of stuff. Then after you've had the baby, after a few hours, they wheel you around to the maternity ward. Yeah. And that's where it's a little bit shit. Yeah, yeah. With so the like public six system. to eight people? How many people Four are Four people at Monash. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, because Monash said they were full, I had to go to Dandenong Hospital. Yeah. Um, which was further away. Um, and in the end, by the time I, I'll tell the story of having the baby, but in the end, they only had two people per room. Yeah. And because they're not a main hospital, they're actually incredibly quiet and yeah. I had a room to myself. So I lucked yeah. out in a way because yeah. that was the only part of being public that I really didn't like was yeah. being in a ward with other people. Yeah. Because it's just like you've had this baby and you have the baby in the room with you. Yeah. Like what the fuck do I do with That's this baby? That's what I heard when I went to this home birth class, the woman who she'd had two children and the labour ward and one at home and she just said with the labour ward once you've once you're in there it's just so busy there's yeah. visitors coming for everybody everyone in there has a new baby yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's you all just, just can't like rest. curtained off like yeah. Yeah. in this little and the dad has to go home at night time yeah like it's just that's the only part that I was like no I wish if if I could have anything with the private system be that's that. what I would yeah. want because yeah, yeah. with some private cover you actually get put up in the Grand Hyatt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a friend mm. who had that. Yeah, Holy so you go. Moly. Yeah, you go. They the Grand Hyatt has a level. Yeah. Or which is a fancy hotel in the CBD of Melbourne. Right. Um, has a whole level just for the new mothers with private health care. Oh, so they have their baby <laughs> and then they get taken to a hotel, right. a swish hotel. Yeah, like five star. For a few days. If and we then get they have here, can we have yeah. a whip round? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's do a GoFundMe. Put us up in the ground. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and they have midwives and nurses wow. there with you. I'm pretty sure champagne. Like I think yeah, you get, I think a you get of champagne. champagne. Oh, this sounds so, like the best. It looks so cushy, like yeah. crazy cushy. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
So what? So when you got to, you got told it was full, and they, yeah. did they just say go to Dandenong? They said we'll call Dandenong Hospital and see if they've got room for you. And so in that five minutes that they were checking, I had a little cry, yeah, and I was a bit upset, mm-hmm. um, just because it was I was just kind of stressed by that yeah. point. And yeah, so I really sympathise with you with your change of plans because it's just you get your mind set on something, and I think with something like birth you picture it like you constantly try and picture what it's going to be like and then when that gets thrown on its head but it couldn't have it ended ended up being a blessing because we got such good care there like when we ended up going ended up at Dandenong Hospital the midwife that brought us in she was like I know it's really daggy here because it's like this really daggy old hospital in a very low socioeconomic area I've got family in Melbourne I know what it's like um (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, I know it's pretty daggy here, but we're really good. And yeah. I was like, oh, they were just fantastic from the beginning. Like yeah. the midwives yeah. there were just so beautiful. And so we arrived there at, say, 2 o'clock. And the midwife was like, now, you're pretty early. It's, and I was like, what the fuck? Because I've been doing it for like 12 hours yeah, yeah, already yeah. and I was in so much pain. She's like, you're pretty early. And Because what had happened was, which is interesting, through the journey of travelling to the hospital and getting into the hospital, my yeah. contractions had slowed way yeah. down. and your cervix would have... And I was like, I, I swear, I swear I was having them at home. And she was like, no, I believe you. She said, what happens is in the journey to get to the hospital, your body feels unsafe. Yeah. Because you know that you're not in a place that you can give birth, so your contractions stop. So it halts, and she said then it takes a few hours for you to realise that you're in a safe place for you to have your baby, and then the contractions will start again. Wow. And so I was there for um, maybe half an hour, and then this doctor comes in, this, like, woman that was, like, rough as guts and... (laughs) She's like, I'm the doctor in charge. She goes, you are in very early labour. And I was just, she just kept saying, you are very early. <laughs> I was like, can you please stop talk, telling me that it's very early labour? Yeah. She's like, I think you need to go home. And I was just like, I can't go home. Yeah. Like, I, the walk from the car alone was excruciating. Like, I, you can't send me home. She's like, we'll give you Panadine Fort. And I was like, no, you can't send me home and then she left the room and I heard her saying to another midwife she's in incredibly early labour and then um, she came back in she was like this could be five days she goes sometimes no. this this is five days and I like burst into tears again the crying yeah. works yeah, yeah started crying and she was there the midwife was there I was like I can't do it I can't go home and she um broke she was like all right we'll keep you here she's and then she said that her name was Trace yes please <laughs> <laughs> she said that her name was Trace and that she's had eight kids so she knows oh, yeah. yeah what she's talking about she said just count to 30 just count to 30 each contraction so then that was my next thing that I yeah. did for a while anyway it got worse and worse and worse um, the labour itself ended up being 29 hours Ooh, yeah. and he was posterior as well. So mm-hmm. that means that his back, the baby's back should sort of be facing outwards. Like his yes. spine should be facing outwards Your with his head button. down. Yeah. yeah, but his spine was along my spine oh, yeah. right. and that gives you excruciating back pain yes. apparently. So that was why my pain was perceived as being worse, like pain is yeah. just different for everybody anyway but for me I just could never imagine pain like that yeah um and it just yeah got worse and worse and the uh, the really annoying thing is 
because you have to be 10 centimeters dilated your cervix and they kept saying we'll check your cervix every four hours mm. to see but four hours just felt like an eternity yeah, i was like can we just check it every 30 minutes like, i don't care <laughs> I'll i don't check care it. that you're going Give up there just keep <clears throat> checking like i need to know that it's wow. progressing the other thing was that um I had grand plans for not being nude as well. When grand, I granddaddy gave... Shane plans. <laughs> yeah, granddaddy Shane plans. <laughs> granddaddy cool plans. Because um, I'm very modest yeah. with my nudity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a very nude person. And so I had a robe and then I had like a black crop top and black briefs. And I thought I'll just have the robe wrapped around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't take the bra off at any point. When the baby is ready to come out, I'll just pop my undies off and <laughs> yeah. I'll pop them back on again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing how quickly you just don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So at one point they're like, we think you should have a bath because that'll be really good for the pain. And I was on the gas as well. Yeah. The gas was great. I had the gas the whole way through. And they said the gas, you can have the gas in the bath, but the <laughs> bath is in a different room. So you've got to walk down the corridor to get there. Yeah. So I, they filled up the bath and I went down there and I took off the robe, took off the bra and the undies, I got naked. And I was like, oh, I'm naked and there's a woman in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the midwife in here with me um, and my husband. And it's just really weird. But you just get used to it. And so I was in the bath for a couple of hours and then I was like, I want to get out of the bath. Did the bath help? Just out of the bath was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really nice. It was never that I was going to give birth in the bath. It was just to chill out yeah. for a while. But you can? People can? Or is that... Not in no. that hospital. Right. Um, but at Monash, they had one that you could, yeah. I think. Um, we had the radio on as well. So at one point, um, Electric Dream oh, yeah. was playing. We were together yeah, in yeah, yeah. like This is so surreal and weird. It was like <laughs> yeah. Gold 104, which is the oldie station. Um, yeah, so I was ready to get out of the bath and I was in so much pain. I was like, I'm not putting my bra and undies back on. Like, that's... No. I can't that's do the it. Old, that's I can't. the old Laura. It's the old Laura. I've left her behind in the bath. That water is flowing down the bath. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'll stay naked and I'll just drape the robe over me. Yeah. Like, not even do the robe up. Yeah. I'll just drape the robe over me, right? So it's this, like, fully pregnant, you know, naked body... I was having contractions. They sort of patted me dry. And <laughs> and then we walked. So then we had to walk back down the corridor. And I was like, it's a birthing suite. Like, it's just going to be midwives in here. I don't give a shit anymore. I'll just yeah. be naked. Like, who cares? So we had to walk down, back down the corridor to get back into my room. Yeah. And in the corridor standing was a full family. Oh, my God. A Muslim family. Yeah. So quite modest. With more, three, more modest than old Laura. Yeah, with three wow. young boys oh, <laughs> just no. backed up against the wall. <laughs> and I was completely nude in front of them. Right. And I just was, like, groaning. <laughs> and Dan, Dan looked at them. The boys just had their mouths open. Yeah. And Dan looked at them and just went, G'day, lads. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Like that. Just walked past them. Um, so that was the point that I left my modesty yeah. behind. Yes. Yeah. So if you're, I've, I've heard you talk on the podcast about how you're worried about doing a poo. Put the poo, gonna, yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I'm going to do a poo. You're not no, yeah, nudity, shit. Hannah, is absolutely fine. Though. Yeah. Also, by that point, I had a dedicated person to snap off the poo. He had a poo wow. snapper. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, what? <laughs> who, who, Dan? No. 
Dan stayed up the head end the whole time because yeah. he gets a bit woozy. So, yeah, went on and on. And a dedicated poo snapper, or did they have other jobs to do as well? I think their only job was to snap. The poo. <laughs> oh, I'm getting that shit. Because I remember there was a lot of thoughts going through my mind, but I remember thinking, I think that person's only sitting here <laughs> snapping off the poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think that's God. all she's doing. <laughs> like, do they have, like, do they have midwife shifts? Yeah. That say like, or if oh, you I've do got something... my poo snapping shift today. <laughs> yeah. If you upset everyone, you've done something yeah. wrong. You're like, right, you've got poo snapping today. <laughs> They didn't bake cakes for the team. But um, so it just advanced and then my water hadn't broken and then all of a sudden it broke and I had meconium, which is when the baby does a poo. And that means that it's a bit bad. So they put the heart monitor stuff on to listen and then it just kind of got his heart rate got sort of worse and worse mm. but I was in so much pain I was and I also never thought I thought I would be fully clothed and I also thought that I wouldn't make any noise yes. like I just was very um prepared to just be silent and very still dignified, and yeah. dignified. Yeah. I didn't want to be a cow yeah but I was like a um, cow yeah and I was a lion and I was like all these other animals and I was just like yeah. roaring and at one point the senior midwife came in her name was Wendy and she just like was this older woman she's put her glasses down to the end of her nose and she came right up in my face because you can only because you have your eyes closed so much because you're in so much pain you yeah. just sort of open them and find someone in your face she was just like, honey, you need to stop screaming because you're going to lose your voice, all right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> just calm and like grabbed her hand. <laughs> um, anyway, so you're screaming on all fours, all that kind of jazz. And then all of a sudden they just decided that the heart rate had dropped too much so then they pressed the emergency button. Mm. And I was sort of a bit out of it for all of this. So this is more stuff that Dan remembers and has told yeah. me. And then as soon as they hit that, all the lights went up. It was like bright yeah. fluorescent light. They brought in all these trolleys. There was about 10 doctors wow. and nurses and stuff that came in. I'm like, all right, Laura. They're like so calm, chill. I'm like, all right, Laura, um, your baby's heart rate's dropping quite a bit. So we're just going to um, move things along a little bit quicker and get him out. And they like flipped me over, put me in the stirrups. So legs right up, yeah. just like everything, just like yeah. bare, open. And so then for the next half hour, they got me to push, which yeah. just felt really, like, impossible. Because mm-hmm. um, you were tired or because it was... Just exhausted. Yeah. You're just so exhausted and just so emotional. Like, I just had so many breakdowns where I just didn't think yeah. I could do it. The other weird thing that happens is that you forget that you're having a baby. Like yeah, you, so you yeah, forget yeah. that that's what you're there to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just think it's something else that's happening. <laughs> you're just in this thing, And that's yeah. why they keep telling you, you're going to have your baby, you're going to yeah. have your baby, because yeah. you do literally forget that you're having <laughs> your baby. <laughs> that um, makes just like, sense. I'm just in the middle of this fucked situation. Yeah. <laughs> and so then over the course of that half hour, I pushed, but they also did an episiotomy, which is where they cut yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Um, so they put, like, needles in to numb it. They also inserted a catheter to release my bladder yeah. so that there would be more room. And then they did the um, the sucky thing, the yes. vacuum thing. Yeah. Um, and that failed a couple of times. So yeah. he ended up, when he came out, he had a big bruise on the top of his head know. and a scab like skin that had ripped off. Because they pull on it and when it pops off, Dan said the doctor was pulling it and it popped off and blood 
went all over her face. Oh, wow. And he thought that the baby's head had come off. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I can he, imagine. He thought the baby's head had come off. Jesus. Her blood just went, just like spurted. She had goggles on her. Yeah. I'll never forget her face. She had goggles on, the blood like spurted in her face. And so that failed. So then they got the forceps, the yeah. big old forceps out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they delivered him. And, and popped him on my chest. And what was that moment like when he just, uh, finally um, just is out? It was just like it was a really lovely moment. Yeah. And I and they he didn't breathe straight away, so they had to do the thing where they rub his chest yeah, yeah, and yeah, get yeah, him yeah. breathing. But as the mother and ha- having been in so much pain, and actually you're the one in the room that is the least in the know about yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. because you're so self-focused you're the one that actually is the most oblivious to the situation so I had no idea that it was a bit of an emergency um Dan was the one that was so well aware and (laughs) he's like crying he was crying like a maniac (laughs) because he thought his baby's head had popped off and then not breathing and not breathing so he was just bawling I didn't cry once I just didn't cry so I just felt euphoric I just felt euphoric and like really good but then they like so then you have your baby on you for like two hours. They don't move the baby. They just keep it on you because they say that time is really important for the yeah. skin to skin. Yeah, yeah, so they don't yeah. weigh them or anything. Um, Does that um, – is the cord chopped off? They chopped off uh, like a longer part of it. Yeah. And then they waited. And then when they weighed him like a couple of hours later, then they chopped okay. it off and tied it yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. They just clamped it. Yeah. Um, but then, so you're sitting there with your baby and then for the next half hour, they're putting stitches in you and stitching you up uh, and yeah. they're putting stuff up your bum, like Nurofen up your bum and stuff like that. Are you like still that. in stirrups? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? But you just don't give a shit. You just yeah. don't care. Were you like, still very anaesthetised? Yeah, but it was, it was hurting yeah, and you have yeah. to give birth to the placenta but you didn't well. like you didn't have an epidural? No. That was the other thing was that... I had researched all the pain relief and I decided that, like, I was open to an epidural. I was like, I'll just see how it goes and I'll just ask for one if I'm not coping. And I didn't cope with the pain whatsoever. But the problem was because I had told myself that I would just ask for it when I was ready. Yeah. By the time I was ready for it, I was in too much pain that I had lost all my faculties to be able to actually ask for it. (laughs) Yeah. So I couldn't – I had – I didn't, and they want you to actually ask for it. Right. Like, yeah. And I think also in Australia, they're a little bit more hesitant about yep. epidurals than yeah, maybe right. in the UK as well. I think they don't necessarily suggest it to yeah. you. You have to, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to specifically ask for it or mm-hmm. yell for it. Mm. Right. But I would do things like, oh, I think maybe I should have an epidural like that. And they'd be yeah. like, what about you have these water injections in your back? All right, I'll just have that. Like it was, yeah. Like I was just kind of out of it that I yeah, couldn't specifically yeah. ask for it. Yeah. So it just, wow. I never got it, even though I think I should have had it. And I'll, if I ever have a baby again, I'll one hundred percent be going in and having it immediately. Yeah. yeah. I can't go through that pain again. Yeah. Ever. Um, but also, I think that, like, I think that what happened was fairly standard for them. Yeah. But, like. It doesn't mean that every woman's going to have that experience. No, no, either, of course. You know, that's what we learned on a semen on this is how different everyone is. Yeah, yeah. How and how had you imagined your like? Had how had you imagined your birth? Do you um, think? I think I'd imagined that I would handle it much better. Like I had a oh, supreme yeah, confidence and, in myself yeah. 
because I'm I'm a calm person, yeah. so I don't get hysterical or upset yeah. very easily. Um, and so I thought that I was, and I and I have practiced meditation before. I I know how to do it, so I just thought that I would nail it. Yeah. In terms of the pain management, but yeah, I just couldn't. Like there was a lot of screaming, a lot of crying, um, and it was. I think what I think what was horrible for me was that it was a bit scary. Yeah. I guess that also ha- how that out of control is pain it management, isn't it? Like yeah, exactly. I was doing what I had to do at yeah, the time to get through it. Yeah, yeah. Just grieve and yeah, and labour and yeah, yeah. But I have had since I had some flashbacks yeah. after I had him in the first two weeks, where I was crying a lot and having flashbacks to it. So I got a mental health care plan. Yeah, and I've just started seeing a psychologist to deal with my birth trauma. Yeah, yeah. So sh- I went to her yesterday. And was like, what birth? I need to talk about the global pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she was like, we'll talk about the global pandemic in time, but let's deal with your birth first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and did, was, did that feel useful to be doing that? Well, I'm going back tomorrow. Oh, no, on Saturday. Going, it's Thursday, so I'm going back on Saturday. And she's going to do some hypnosis-type yeah. exercises with yeah. me about getting the trauma memory stored back in my normal memory bank. Yeah. If that makes sense, so that I don't have these weird flashbacks to it. Yeah, I guess because that's one of the things I think we've kind of garnered the information from people is that you do sort of forget about it, that that's what happens. Yeah. And that's why people then are able to kind of to do it again. move on. And yeah. yeah. But that, that gets erased a bit. But I guess it doesn't always. That yeah. It, for some people it's... And it's also still very... Yeah, right. only six weeks ago. Too. Exactly. It, yeah, I'll be able to process yeah. it in time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it's good that you're doing something about it. So yeah, I'm quickly. very proactive with mental Yeah, because I think a lot of people will probably just yeah. think, I've oh, it'll be fine, of, it'll pass. And then in six months' time, they're still having these terrible yeah. thoughts. I've heard of people that they don't process it and then a year later they're, they're screwed up about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Because they've just sort of not realised the impact that it's had on them. But I find I have triggers with it, so... Because I had an episiotomy, it's been more of a physical recovery for the last yeah. six weeks. Yes. So on days that I don't feel that well, I find that I feel more emotional yeah. Yeah. about the birth. Whereas on days where I feel fit and healthy, like today I'm feeling pretty great. I just You just don't think about it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think it's also that just that healing time that you need to get Is that, is that you self. still can, like, you've got a physical, I think so. feel physical yeah, pain? Yeah, she described it as a trigger. Yeah. Like, like if someone's in a car accident, say, yeah. and they have post-traumatic stress from that, maybe getting back in a car can mm. be a trigger. Yeah. So in the same way, this is a bit of a trigger. Yeah. Yeah, it's all very interesting. But, yeah. But it's yeah. been going, you were saying that little Daniel, little Daniel Shane... Shane. <laughs> But he's been sleeping all right and it's he's been, been pretty good well. since, yeah. he's, he's, yeah. since he's around. Yeah. yeah. And I, because um, you've been reading lots of books, Carl. Yes. I've been reading a book there called The Discontented Little Baby. Yeah. And it talks about um, babies and their sympathetic nervous systems mm. and that... Um... Write it down, please, <laughs> Hannah. Add it to my reading list. <laughs> well, if you stay in Australia, you can just borrow it Thank after you. me. Um, and that like when a baby cries, particularly when they're crying because they're hungry, 
it's because it's their fight or flight sympathetic yeah, nervous system kicking in because for a baby if they don't get food they think they're going to die yeah so they need food. me too they need yeah exactly <laughs> i can i can sympathize yeah. um, they think they're going to die so they need it and so that's why their crying is yeah. so dramatic and so intense and why nothing can calm them down is because they need to get that food or else they're going to not live so it's yeah, like their yeah. survival techniques and basically it's about sort of it's a counter argument to the just let them cry it out yes. thing yeah. so and it's that thing of the less you have a crying baby the less you'll have a crying baby in yeah, a way. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. less your baby cries, the less you're going to have a crying baby because yeah. just try and keeping them as calm as possible and all about picking up on cues yeah. before they get to the real crying place because the crying is one of the last cues that they give you. Yeah, right. So like things like a yawn, it's like get them to sleep right now because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what he's yeah. telling me he needs and like you were here before he'd had a sleep and then he woke up. It was like, give him a moment to have a little look around and a sit. And then the moment it looked like he was going to start yeah. cracking it, get him on the boob and feed him. And then I've just found that that's helped with him in particular. He's a really chilled out baby. And like, there's still times where he cries yeah. for like 10 minutes and we don't know what to do. But we don't have those like long stretches of just insane yeah. crying. Yeah. Well, he's in the next door room right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely silent for this whole time. Yeah. 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 But I think that's. I, th- I think that's worked for us, but also our baby doesn't have things like, so far he hasn't had colic yeah. or reflux or like digestive problems where it's really uncomfortable for them. Because I yeah. think then it's like they're going to cry yeah. no matter what. But I found also you guys will be fine because I just think calm, yeah. calm parents. Like just, I've just tried to make it my main job to be calm Yeah. because... I really think they pick up on the vibe. But that was even today, this morning when I woke up and I was a bit like, oh, I'm a bit sad about, you know, feeling sick still. <laughs> yeah, feeling sick and like... Potent- <laughs> not knowing where we're going to be. Yeah. And Carl was just like, but you have to be happy because of the baby. <laughs> and that's true. Like, I have been the whole way through and surely that she will pick up on something, even in this that subtle... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That subtle mood difference. Yeah. But it's also kind of nice that. that you have to make yourself calm because, like, it's a better state of mind totally. to try and be in. So even yeah. if you didn't have a baby, yeah. like, it's just nice that the baby is the impetus to make me a calmer yes. person and to be, like, proactive with not being yeah. too anxious. And, pa- and, and, and panic doesn't make you function better. You know what I no. mean? That thing of with a new baby when they're crying and if you go into panic stations, you're not going to be thinking straight to... Mm. You know, so I suppose it's... Because they're in a panic. Exactly. You you don't want everyone in a panic. Yeah. (laughs) The hardest thing is, though, it is really hard watching your baby cry because their their face is... It does break your heart. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds cliche, but it really does. But that's all part of the evolution thing as well and the survival is to... Are we going over time? No, no, no. I just... just, (laughs) You caught me. (laughs) I was just... just I was just letting Hannah know the time of recording. Sorry. No, no, this is when he gives me, and I get all. Oh God, I don't know what. To, uh. <laughs> I, actually, I actually gave you a nod about fifteen minutes ago. Not fifteen I? minutes ago. No way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice no, chat. So yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, no, it's um, great. And now, just quickly, you're sitting. I noticed immediately when we came in here. I was like, oh, is that your nursing chair? Yes. Some of your bits and pieces look quite good. Now you said you weren't really that into the nursing chair. Yeah, but I did so nurse good. him before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
in double pillows on your lap in in this chair. This is a classic IKEA rocking chair. Yeah, it's great. Um, I think it might be called a Pons or something. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the product name. Maybe something like that. Um, I c- can't recommend a rocking chair higher. It's not it's necessarily good. for nursing, but for nursing him back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really it really works. Like when I wrap him up and he's had a feed, just rocking back and forward yeah. helps. Yeah. So yeah, a rocking chair. Rocking chair. Get it under. Once you get back. Once you get back to London. <laughs> yeah. And your little changing table. I noticed when I came. Yeah, in, changing was... table. Um, has been really so, handy as like well. Like we're in we're in your living room, and obviously there's little presents of little baby Daniel Shane, but it's not like we didn't want too much crowded. Crap. No, yeah. we didn't want too much. Crap. Feels very integrated into your space. Yeah, well, we only live in a small apartment. So yeah, but it feels spacious and yeah, definitely nice, doesn't it? Yeah, we didn't want too much shit. Your Swiss cheese plant is somehow it's excellent. We've it's got gonna one fall over at some point. It's massive. So but wait, whereas yours has just grown loads of cool leaves, ours has grown five five ones that are about. <laughs> I know, I've three seen your cheese. There's more. <laughs> They're it's coming insane. and coming and coming. Yeah, I kind of wish I had one with the big leaves. Yeah. 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 Until you have a toddler and then yeah. <laughs> then leaves will be getting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there anything? I don't yeah. think so. You'll be chatting to Big Dan. I've been chatting to him. We'll be getting keeping, some Big Daddy advice. Yeah, we had a good chat when we were in Adelaide about yeah. all the things. It's good. So I'm getting yeah. some good tips off it. Yeah. You'd be a good dad. It's nice friends. to be, you know, yeah, that, that little that little bit behind. Like, we're not that far away from each other yeah. in terms of But then it's nice babies. to be that little bit ahead as well. Yeah. Because, I was, like, it's nice to look back and be like, oh, I was feeling exactly the same yeah. or like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a really nice experience to share. The other nice thing, sorry. No, no, go. But the other nice thing <laughs> that's happened is that when you have a baby, all of these other mothers just come out of the woodwork and yeah. do the nicest things for mm. you. Like just send the nicest text messages or whatever. And it's like, it's that real cliche, I hate it, but it's like you've joined the mother's club. <laughs> like I hate that saying. It's yeah, yeah, icky yeah. and... Like, before I had a baby, I was like, ugh, like, it's gross. And, like, my friends that don't have babies are exactly the same as my friends that do. Like, yeah. no difference. But there's something very nice. You'll, you'll hear from people that you haven't heard from for years and years yeah. and, like, be sent little things from people that are thinking of you or it's such a nice thing. Like, and people that maybe distant acquaintances will get in touch with you. Yeah. And it's just really warming and mm. nice and lovely cool. so you can look forward to that as well um you did say you had some questions for me did you have anything um i just want to know like everything <laughs> <laughs> about how you're feeling and all yeah. that yeah all right well we can we can, we can talk about that afterwards yeah. carl yes. you've probably been covering that in the podcast anyway <laughs> yeah so carl you don't have to worry about the time okay. i've got one we'll bit of later. advice mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that i got given mm-hmm. um is that you should start roughing up your nipples Right. Has wow. anyone told you no. that? No. So well, like, they've not told me that. A bath. <laughs> you should do it too. <laughs> Why not? I've actually, actually, genuinely, Is... no, I'm not messing around. I've had, I've had very itchy nipples the last week. I don't right. know if it's sympathy nipple itch or something. Maybe it's COVID nineteen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there is probably <laughs> there, is a, there is a pandemic. I've probably got it. <laughs> um, because the baby, like, I got given this advice and it helped a little bit. Yeah. But you could do. I I wasn't as diligent. Just like to get a scourer, like from the bath, like for the shower, and just whenever you're in the shower, just like rub it over your nipples and just rough them up, because the baby massacres them so much that you want, like, because 
before now they're just like a part of your body that doesn't it doesn't get, do anything yeah. yeah you should also get them out in the sun a bit more and yeah, just right. yeah just expose them and rough them up <laughs> all right yeah, yeah. But, okay i will i yeah. will i'll get i'll get a scour in the shower yeah, yeah. bit of sandpaper <laughs> yeah that's good yeah it's or just get carl to bite down on them <laughs> better match we could get some nipple, nipple scourers yeah keith check and nipple scourers <laughs> there we go there and go. it's, it's actually just lips. a nail file yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a branded nail file a pumice stone <laughs> yeah that's that's really good. That's good you had a weird nipple dream the other day. Oh, I did. You? I had a dream that Hannah um, squeezed her boobs and milk like properly ejected out of both of them, like across the room. Um, that happens. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, so you, it's like you are a dairy cow. So you squeeze your boob and yeah. it does squirt wow. across the room. Like I squirted once over the coffee table. <laughs> so Hannah Gadsby had in her show this year in Douglas. There's a saint who got canonised when he had a dream of the Virgin Mary squirting her nipples yes. in his face. <laughs> and so there's paintings of this, like, this priest kind of kneeling down and the Virgin Mary just <laughs> squirting her nipple, yeah. squirting her milk on him. Wow. And I was like, yep, that's just a, that's just a sex dream, really. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. became wow. a saint from it. That's kinky. Yeah. You will start to feel like a cow, though. I, I love cows. They're my favourite animal. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm really happy about that. <laughs> and a sacred animal too. My favorite, yeah, my favourite. They're sacred. Yeah. I embrace the cow. Yeah, well, you'll become one. All right. Well, thank you, Laura. That's been really great and really interesting. Right. And particularly, like, those, just those little things about the Australian healthcare system. Yes. yes. It's really useful it's Hopefully right you now. don't have to deal with that. But well, I know, like, yeah, there, there's, the all, but there's the world, also lots of people in Melbourne now that would be thrilled to have you stay and have yeah. you baby. Yeah. 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 Including your mum and your dad, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, and I mean, they're probably on the phone to Qantas saying, don't change their flights. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you will be a phone call yeah. from... They, they would be no matter the how much they cry. <laughs> yeah. Do not listen to Do them. Do not change their flights. The fact is... We started this thing. Um, okay, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. talking to us today and for having us in your house. Cheers. And um, stay safe and wash your hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Carl, the baby this week is the size of a butternut squash. Yes, finally. <laughs> Been waiting for That's this quite week. Quite large. Yeah. So yeah. big. Butternut squash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. right. Bye. Bye. Great. I'm Tilly Steele. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. That's not right. Can you not say er in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.